everyone. It's April, and Tony and I are here again this week to bring you some Veronica questions. And, of course, always a little update on all the animals. I can say that it's been a pretty decent week. Um, Guinness, had he's, his dementia is getting a little worse. And the worst part of it is that he'll wake up in the middle of the night and not really understand where he's at and start pacing. And then when he starts pacing, he also thinks it's time for to have a solo recital in his singing. So he'll be walking around and he'll be barking at 2 in the morning, which, you know, doesn't go over real well. And so I called my vet and said, is there something we can give him to help him with the dementia? And he said, yeah, but there's side effects to it. And he says, and I know how you are about pharmaceuticals. So I said, okay, forget that. Well, I'm just going to keep him on the heart med. And so I called Mark. And I said, Mark, you know, this is what's going on. And he says, without taking a breath, he goes, coconut oil, coconut oil. He says, yeah, go buy some coconut oil in your grocery store. Give him a teaspoon in the morning and a teaspoon at night. Now, this happened on Monday. So, of course, I went Monday and I started doing this. Within two days, Guinness is more alert. He's more, um, I'll say calm as well. And he kind of, and, I, and he, I can see he's thinking again. So I say there's massive improvement from this coconut oil that I give, you know, morning and night. So I called my vet and said, you know, I'm not going to do the pharmaceutical because I'm doing the coconut oil. And of course, my vet knows me really well. He's like, oh, okay, more hocus pocus. I said, you're never going to live down the CBD oil anonics event, which I've talked to you guys about before. I said, so I'm going to try this and see what happens. So I called him yesterday, and I said, we've got progress. And he said, I never doubted you would have progress. He said, you are diligent with giving you know, giving Guinness what he needs. He goes, I wouldn't be surprised if that dog lives to be 25 at the way you're taking care of him. And I said, well, that would suit me just fine. Whatever I have to do to keep him here, I'm doing it. So anyways, I wanted to share that because coconut oil, I didn't realize that it was such a I don't know, healing element, but the evidence is right in front of me. So, Tony, how are you? Maine. Well, good, good. We had a lot of rain. Excuse me. And um, we're doing fine. It's warming up, which you know I don't really enjoy. But we're going to be going into summer, so... Put yeah, up I kind of can't wait for summer. I'm I'm looking forward to summer too. It's been a cold winter out here for us. Yeah. I know yeah. I'd be laughed off the planet if I said what the temperature was that I think is cold. Yeah, um, but <laughs> I would laugh at you. For sure. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know if I could live in a cold climate again. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm crying out here when it's like you know 59 degrees. I'm mad. So right. I think I've been. Thoroughly spoiled by Southern California and its weather. I don't know if I could live anywhere else. Or not. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. So I'm going to go yeah. off and get Veronica, but I wanted to say one more thing <laughs> to our audience today. Um, yeah. When you guys write in your questions, um, a lot of people have a hard time finding out where to do that. So I want to tell you all today that when you go to innerwhispersradio.com. Um, there's a comment section, and you can push the button and make a comment. Now, it isn't just a comment. You can ask a question there, too. So you go to 
innerwhispersradio.com, and then you click on the comments, and it'll come up to a space where you can ask a question. So that's where the question thing is. We had a few people that were a bit confused about that, so I wanted to straighten that out today so everybody knew. So anyway, I'm going to go get Veronica. Okay. All right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. And as April said, yes, go to innerwhispersradio.com, and that's I-N-N-E-R whispersradio.com. And when you click on the comments, you'll go right where you can write whatever you want to write in. So, as I said, don't be shy. Write in your questions. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, Yes, we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Our first question is coming from Susan. Are angels real? Yes. However, they're a species. Um, Like there's humans are species, Martians are species, and angelics are species. They are much lighter in frequency, and they don't adhere to the gravitational pull um, because they don't have wings. They're depicted as having wings, and they hover because they don't. Their 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 frequency is so light that they you know, rise up off the ground when they're on the earth. They don't adhere to the gravitational pull. They take an interest in humans. They're not like a guide, like a guide stays with you the whole life. An angelic will come in and out to help you. Um, They've taken an interest in humans for eons, and they come in helpful, and then sometimes they leave or they come back again. So they're different than a guide. They have substance, but it's a much higher frequency than a human, so sometimes you can't see them all the time either in a thick, dense reality like Earth. But they're definitely real. They have been exaggerated a little bit, and the wing thing is not true. Uh, They don't walk around with wings, but they do are elevated off the ground. So early man and those who were writing about it, they didn't know how else to depict an angel when they were, you know, making pictures and stuff. So they put wings on them because they wanted everyone to know, hey, they are elevated off the ground. But they don't have wings, so to speak. But they're definitely very real, and they definitely have an interest in the human race in a good way. All right, our next question comes from Jerry. Why don't we remember our last lives? Your past lives. Well, when you come into physical reality, you come in with all the knowledge of all of your experiences. When you come into a linear space where there's a past, present, future, and, and the participation's in a line, the focus has to be very intense. And if you're not very intensely focused upon the life you're in, it doesn't go as well as you would like it to. So you push back the memories of these other participations and focus on the one that you're participating in. It comes difficult when one starts to remember lives. And many individuals and many incarnates do remember their past lives. If you try to remember all of them at once, it would become very confusing for you. Some people can handle it. Some people cannot. The majority of people coming in that are younger souls don't do it at all. 
So we'd say that you remember, but you just don't bring it to the forefront and focus on it because it's almost impossible in a thick, dense reality that's linear. But as soon as you cross out, and many times there's opportunity, you can be taken through a past life regression, and you can experience it that way. But again, a past life regression is a very linear kind of exercise. So it appeals to the linear mind, and you're able to do it. But to be able to do it consistently all by yourself, like say two in ten people can do that. Maybe one in ten people can do that. So you don't remember them for a reason because it's too hard to focus on it because it's an eternal moment and you are in a linear moment. But we do encourage all of you, if you have any interest in it at all, is to do a past life regression, perhaps with a hypnotherapist, or do it with a friend. It's always fascinating to know where you came from and what your plans were in other perspectives. So we do encourage it, but you all remember, but you're not focused on it, and it's difficult to focus on internal when you're in the linear. It's very difficult to explain it with linear words. So there's the difference, and we encourage all of you to investigate it. Okay. Our next question is coming from Sarah. Is there a heaven or hell, or is it a myth? There's heaven and hell. Heaven is a perspective of peace and harmony that when you're out of the linear reality, it is a space where that peace and harmony can envelop you. It's not a place. It's not a destination. Um, It's been given a lot of physical attributes, but what it is is a fluid space that is peaceful and harmonic, and it allows you to expand yourself and become part of the eternal space and remember everything and participate and see those who have crossed before you. Hell was created actually by the church. In medieval times, to make people behave, they would execute them or make examples of them. And in the 1400s, 1500s, even the 1200s, um, they would burn somebody at the stake. Now, if you've ever witnessed somebody getting burned, even burning their hand, how painful that is and how people just go into a rising painful moment when they're getting burnt. Imagine someone being set on fire and the whole town comes to take a look at it because they want to teach their children, say, if you don't behave, this is what happens to you. And what they would say was, is hell, if you die and you don't repent your sins or you don't think religiously the way they want you to think, that you're going to burn in hell forever. And burning in hell forever was a metaphor for burning someone at the stake. And if you've ever witnessed that, and all of these people did, and they brought their children to see this, that would stay in your mind. And to think it would go on forever in a hell moment was almost too devastating to even think about. But that's how they controlled people in the earlier times. The other side is a higher frequency, super high frequency space that is fluid where you can create and manifest and project things. But it's not like pearly gates. (laughs) That's not what it is. And hell was created, man-made, to scare people into behaving. 
because it was a time where there was no middle class. It was either you were very wealthy and educated or you were very poor and couldn't read or write. So the ones that weren't as educated, they were easy to manipulate, easy to tell them this is how it is. And certainly when you gave them the burn at the stake example, that it would hit home. They didn't need a lot of words or intelligence to understand that. And it did keep a lot of people in line because they did not want to be beheaded, burnt, but mainly burnt, that was a big one, um, for the sins that they, you know, that the church said that they committed. So heaven and hell are spaces that do not really exist in a linear fashion. They more eternal. And the, the hell is basically something that put in your head to think about. Um, it's not really a space either. And you don't burn in hell forever. That doesn't happen. But in that particular time frame, it was a great manipulation into getting the people to behave. So it's a myth in a way, but it's not a space or a destination. Okay. Our next question is coming from Trevor. If a family member or my partner dies and reincarnates before I cross, how can we meet upon my arrival in the afterlife? Most energies travel together in cadres, a um, group of people. Like It could be anywhere from 6 to 20 people. And they go from life to life together. And let's say your mother passes before you, and she's part of your cadre. She will wait. She won't reincarnate if she's part of your cadre. She'll wait for you to get there. So the issue of not being able to meet with a family member is a little bit loose because they can't. Now, if for some reason they do move on, and reincarnate. They can send back on an energetic level an aspect of themselves to the nonlinear so that when you cross over, you can meet them, that it is a part of them. That happens every so often. But most of the time, the cadres stick together and they wait for each other because they have decided that this group is the most advantageous group for them to incarnate with to learn their lessons and expand their awareness. So, we know for certain that anyone who was a part of your cadre will be there to meet you. And if they're not part of your cadre and something happens where they do reincarnate themselves, they will send an aspect of themselves back because nothing is more joyous and more looked forward to than the reuniting of energies that know and love each other well that you haven't seen in a while. That sort of makes the death routine um, a little bit more friendly. It's like, oh, well, okay, I'm going to cross over, but hey, I'm going to see mom again. And you do. So it does soften the blow of leaving the reality. And it does help to have your family members and those you love very much, and even your pets, your dogs and cats show up too. And they certainly would not reincarnate without you, especially your cat and your dog. So don't worry about this so much. You will meet them. No matter what the circumstances, those who love you will be there. Okay, Veronica, that was our last question. 
if you'd like to take a break and come back and give the message to the world, that would be great. All right. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We'll be back with you next week with more questions. And as I mentioned, don't be shy in writing in to innerwhispersradio.com and don't forget to go to the comment area. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, Yes, we are. So, here we are again. It's the linear reality continues. Sometimes the edges of the linear reality gets a little frazzled and frayed. But it's important that when reality gets frazzled, that you, as a soul and energy, stay centered and focused. Don't let all of the outside chaos confuse you or distract you from who you are. Know inside that your energy and your soul knows what it's doing and knows what it wants to do. And you need to stay focused on that internal energy. And whatever's happening externally that you have no control over, there's nothing you can do about it. Don't put your focus there because it will draw you into the chaos and you don't need that. You need to stay focused internally with your soul, participating in the reality, but that inner focus, that inner flame of wisdom needs to be tended to because linear reality is always going to have something going on that's chaotic. You don't want that chaos to seep into your heart, into your focus and your energy to wreak havoc inside of you. So don't let yourself be pulled into external chaotic events or even people. Stay focused. Spend a lot of time in meditation. Spend a lot of time focusing on your energy, nurturing your energy, and staying focused upon why you're here, not willy-nilly going off with all the other stuff that's going on. Decide today that your new way of doing things is with great spiritual, internal focus. You need that. It won't change the world, but it will change you. And that's what needs to be done here. You need to change and keep your focus more eternal than linear. Okay. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show today. We'll see you next week, or we'll be talking to you next week with more questions. Have a good day. Bye-bye.